Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, Walking Dead fans? We are here to recap the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. More of Naomi's slash Laura's backstory. Is John Dory dead? And what's going on with Madison's JIC? We're here to talk about it. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, Fear the Walking Dead fans? We are back for another amazing Sunday night with this amazing episode. I want to know what your initial thoughts were, but first, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Krista Flungy. I am Timothy Michael. Um, What were your initial thoughts on the episode? Well, at first, it's... I just... We weren't, like, seeing a lot of action because it was a lot of backstory, Mm -hmm. and which was great. We were getting Naomi's story slash Laura's. We, you know, we were figuring that all out. We kind of saw more of what happened at the stadium before it all went to crap. Yeah. But then the end just... I was like, oh my goodness. I was not expecting that at all. I'm sure... So many, like, turns of events that my mind's blown. I was telling you this while we were reviewing, and... I was saying how Fear of the Walking Dead is going to be hard for them to top every episode, but especially last week's, been. because yeah. last week's was one of my favorite episodes. I know it got mixed reviews from viewers mm-hmm. um, because they wanted more action and stuff like that. I really enjoyed it, like I said in our recap. But they just blew us away once again with this episode. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I agree with you. There, it, I don't want to say it was slow in the beginning because I always love the backstory. I love that they're introducing us to new characters because how do they expect us to get connected to these characters and attached without giving us a backstory? Exactly. So I like that they gave us a backstory and I love how they're playing with our emotions in these episodes. It's so good. I. It's so beautifully shot, too. Like, the scenes you had pointed out, you rewound it so I could see how Madison had the binoculars mm-hmm. and then to present-day Alicia. Yeah. Because there's, like, so many different pieces that I'm really enjoying. Speaking of Madison, and we'll talk about it, yes. where is she That's in the present day? I know no one's there, even mentioned it. Well, there are a lot of people in our chat right now, so thank you, everybody in the chat, who are speculating. Yes. Um, so I'm excited to see what they have to say um, throughout the night. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into the episode. So, we start off with present day because don't forget we are balancing between two storylines yeah. present day we open with morgan and john and there we see a vulture scavenging a place and john dory holds him at gunpoint and he wants answers he wants to know what happened with laura slash naomi i yeah. keep having to I call know, her that because she's got so many names she's got so <laughs> many names and i feel like it's a disservice just calling her one name I because agree. i feel like there's a whole other person we're not talking about which we is know laura her from as last... both too right. so it's hard and now i'm attached to laura yeah because of last episode i agree so, i've been like writing her name down as laura and i'm like no naomi <laughs> yeah so as soon as i saw john holding the vulture at gunpoint and then i see morgan Immediately, I was like, oh, here he goes. There goes Morgan trying to change save people's minds and save the day and, you know, put his views on others. What did you think of this? As, sometimes I just, I love Morgan, but sometimes I just wish he'd, like, let the like people do what they're going to do. Because as we saw in this episode, he might have made things worse than they would have been tonight. I don't know how it would have went if he didn't tell them, but they would have showed up regardless, I guess. Yeah. But I just, they weren't prepared, and I think 
I just, it was, uh, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just wish he'd let things play out. I feel like it's damned if you do, damned yeah, if you don't with it's Morgan. It's like, if he hadn't have let, it's like, like what you said with, um, with just trying to change things. Like you, you could make things worse or you can make things better, but mm-hmm. it really works in both ways. Like if we look at Nick's situation, if he didn't kill Ennis, maybe Charlie wouldn't have shot him. But in this episode, if Morgan hadn't let this guy go or tell, tell him what happened, maybe this, they wouldn't be in the situation yeah. that they would have been and John wouldn't have got shot, which I'm really excited to talk about. But it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like, what can you do? That's my point. And part of it is you never know what's going to happen, so mm-hmm. maybe that would have happened regardless tonight. Yes. But it's just, he he's always got to be in there and tell people how to do things. And sometimes I'm like, oh, Morgan, just let it happen because they're going to keep doing it anyways. Like, Alicia's in no mind to listen to you. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. But I get he has such a good heart, so that's why he does it. So it's hard to be mad at well, him. Well, speaking of a good heart, do we think John wanting the answers that he wants and going about it, do we think that he's going about it in the wrong way, trying to find out what happened to Laura in this way? <clears throat> no. I think he's doing it because he just... I think he's also, yeah, he's doing it out of love. He, mm-hmm. like, loves her so much, and he really, he wants to know what happened. He wants answers. So I think, yeah, he could do it a little more rationally. Yeah. But also, I think him at the end giving his guns to Morgan shows that he's still trying to think rationally. It's just he's got so much hate right now that it's hard. Well, yeah. I want to ask you about that. Why do you think that he gives his gun to Morgan, and why do you think Morgan accepts it? Well, I think because Morgan saw how far his rage went mm-hmm. at the end there, and he almost did shoot him. I mean, he shot his finger off. That's That was kind of cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> some... He is so good He's with the gun. such a good shot. Which is also, if at the end, not to jump there yet, but Morgan has his guns when he shot, so that's something Morgan's going to have to think about, too, because do you think maybe he would have been... A- He's really quick with guns. He might have been able to He wouldn't have shot Alicia. Alicia. No, but I think he would have at least like shot the gun out of her hand or done right. something. Or at least injured her, yeah, not killed her. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. But things that's a good point. I yeah, everything that. changes because you know the turn of events happened the way they did because he had given Morgan his gun. Yeah, it's just so funny how that works. Not funny, but ridiculous. It's crazy. Ironic. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Alicia, I love the scene in the SWAT truck when she's trying to. I want to say like get information out of Althea about the guns, and she's like, because she could see how it's rigged and stuff like that. And you, I didn't realize how beautiful that was yeah. until the cameras actually showed it like this girl must be really smart with guns in order to do something like oh, that i agree yeah i think that's what they were trying to hint at us because it was such a it was such a small scene but i think that's what the significance was Oh, i agree i don't yeah because what else i mean and it was yeah i yeah. totally agree I, I once again they're using althea another point that i love in mm. narrating the story because Luciana says, you know, you could ask us anything she wants. And it's pretty much a ride for a story. That's that's as far as she will go. Now, I do think that they are growing on her, especially with the last scene when she didn't kind of yeah. interject herself. But also, the... I think not to, I think that also showed a lot about her character, too, because she did just sit there and tape, videotape it. She didn't want to get involved, which she's made it very clear from the beginning. But she like also, I thought, had this love and has grown to know John Dorian Morgan. So yeah. you think she would have, but yeah, I guess she's just always the impartial bystander. That's she's made it clear that's who she wants to be. I mean, I guess that's the hard part about being a journalist. I mean, journalists in real life they mm-hmm. have to go to these you know foreign places and they see things that are probably don't sit well with them and that are you know atrocities to anybody. But they 
have to be impartial because it's their job. And I like I like that she's holding on to that because she is a journalist first. And I like what they they kind of expanded with her in her backstory about, you know, it will matter at some point what these stories were. And it's her job, she feels like, to tell them. Yeah. So I can't even be mad at her. I know. And I like her a lot. I like her as a character. I agree. Because she can take care of herself, clearly. Yeah. Oh, and she's been doing it very well. Right. Just a quick... Everyone in the chat, because they're also wondering about Madison. Yes, please. But Simon and Sydney both think she's dead. Madison? Yeah, because we only are seeing her, which I agree. In we haven't pra- seen her. Past. But I, I have. There's no way. Come on. Alicia would be beside her. Well, she's I mean, she strong, kind of is. Yeah, that's, but... oh, I want someone. Hopefully we find out soon what happened. I, I, I have some news and gossip for later on that kind of. It ties into that? Okay, kind cool. of. I mean, it's very, very six degrees of separation, but it's it, it could tie into that. So okay. we'll talk about it. Um, before we get into the whole before storyline, if you guys want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, for those who do, we've got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our very own AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let her know that it was the Fear the Walking Dead panel, me and Krista, that sent you there because we'll get a little shout out. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out. Um, If you're looking for a good podcast, that's definitely a good one to listen to. It's free. Yeah, do it. Every iTunes, every Friday on iTunes, guys. Check it out. So let's dive into the before storyline really quick. Um... Now, we open with Naomi helping Alicia, mm-hmm. and do we think that it, it's picking up right where we left off, where Naomi decided to stay, stay at the stadium? Because it's pretty much what the last we saw of her. I think there might have been a day or two in between, because mm-hmm. Alicia was out scavenging. Because I can't remember, because she had glass in her arm, and I can't yeah, remember if, if that was from the water would... park. I don't and they think came so. back. No, because then she would have known what she came back with. And, and, she and did Alicia set up the... said that I came back with the processed ham or the canned ham that's right that's right she would have known that if that was them together and the last time we saw her she was setting up the infirmary and in this episode the infirmary is already set up so some days probably a a day or two yeah yeah um it's always weird seeing nick (laughs) right it's like and i i love what they're doing but at the same time it's hard like you said it's it's hard hard seeing him and i think that's the reason if madison is in fact dead that they haven't shown her yet because i feel like viewers would probably riot. I feel oh, like yeah. to 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 tell us that she's dead and then to dangle her in past episodes, just like they're doing with him. Yeah, yeah. I just think it would hit us on a different level if it was Madison. Oh, I agree. Because I, obviously it hits us on some level with Nick, and I didn't even like him in the beginning. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, part of me is still hoping Madison's like with the vultures. They've kidnapped her. They have taken her. You did make that prediction. And I hope I that's really, the case too. I just can't. I can't. Not another member of that family. I mean, I guess we'll <laughs> talk. The Walking Dead. It you is for the Walking Dead, and they are, like I said, they yeah. are playing with our emotions this season. But we'll talk about it. So Luciana, being the very smart chica that she oh, is, love her. Asks Strand where he got the truck with food. I thought that they were going to drop this, but Me clearly too. that is not the case. And I, I think they only alluded it to this in this episode again because of what happened with Madison in the end. Um, I just want to say that before I forgot. But Strand lies and says someone must have packed it. And the only reason I point this out, this out is because he lies so easily. Oh, he's great at it. Right? Yeah. 
It's insane how good of a liar he is. It's He just knows what to say before he even says it. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And then he tells Madison, you know, he lies to Madison essentially because Madison asks him if he's, if he's okay. And he's clearly not because he just had this, I don't want to say feud with Cole, his potential love interest. Mm-hmm. But he had like this kind of tit for tat where, you know, Cole literally is like, I, I'm afraid of you to show me who you really are. And I don't blame him. I think that Cole got a little bit of a taste of who Strand really is or was. And I don't think that he would want to be with somebody like that. I agree. And it's it's sad because I feel like Cole's a good guy. He, I feel like Cole's a great guy. I'm loving his character. The little bit we get from him, mm-hmm. I feel like there's more to learn. Yes. So hopefully we get that down the road. But yeah, I just and I think it's really hard for him because he wants to trust him and he wants it to work out. But he's not getting that from Strand. So yeah. he's just... He's skeptical, and I think he's still, even now, you can tell he's like, do I, like, still let him in? Do I Mm. still trust him? But he's like, I can't. I don't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of more to learn, Madison and Strand have a conversation, and we finally get a little bit of what happened after Gonzalez Dam. So, apparently Madison saved Strand once again. Yeah. And then, apparently, took him back to a cave, nursed him, Alicia, and Nick back to health, and then Nick went out and found Luciana. Okay, was it Nick or... I thought he said Alicia... Or Madison went out and found Luciana. I thought it was Nick. Oh, that could be. Because I don't think that... Madison I don't think that Madison would But I think they were all... She was nursing them all to health, so I thought she was the only one that was capable to... But yeah, maybe I misheard that. Yeah. No, I, people in the chat let us know. Maybe wow. I misheard it. Was it, was it Nick way, who went out? Yeah. Or was it Strand? But I'm glad that they finally alluded to something. Like I said, I don't... we didn't know how right. they found Luciana or how she got back with them. We didn't know how they found yeah. anybody. How anybody was together again. And like I said, I think we predicted this. I don't think that we're going to go back. We're not going to see a flashback of how everybody Mm-mm. was saved. I think they're only going to do it through dialogue. Yes, which, you're right. Which was fine. I think that was enough for me. Because yeah. there's a lot going on right now. Thank you. I'm really not mad at it. I yeah. want to know what everybody in the chat thinks. If that's enough for you guys. Or did you actually <laughs> want to see flashbacks of how they were rescued? I, I think agree. I think we're over it. I, I think the new showrunners are like, yeah. we don't have to go back to season three. We're we're good. There's We've a seen it. We get it. whole bunch yeah. to talk about in this episode. So I want to know what everybody else thinks. Um, another key point. Madison, sorry. Madison yeah. did go out and find Luciana, according to Sydney. Yeah. And charmed. Okay, original. perfect. See, this is why Thank we love you guys. guys because you keep we us on point. We weren't sure, yes. Um, Another point that I wanted to bring up is that Matt, once again, Strand is questioning their friendship slash relationship. And I always hate when he does this because you've literally been together since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Like, just get over yourself. But he asks Madison, why did you save me? Pretty much again. Because she's always asking her that. Yeah. And she's always saving him. I Yes. And Madison says, because I know who you are, Victor. What do you think she means by that? I think she... She does know who she he is. I think the whole time Madison probably deep down had an idea that Victor found that truck because he's the one that so you set think it up. she knew the whole time. I think kind of. I don't know mm. if she knew for sure, but I I think she knows Strand well enough to know that he wants to be a good person, mm-hmm. but he's also wants to think about number one a which lot, which so. overpowers the emotions to you know want to help others. Yeah, and I think Madison knows that about him. That's why she's always got a close eye on him, but also. She cares for him. He's a part of the family at this point. They've been through so much together. You're not just going to watch someone like that die. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think that Madison's attachment to Strand has a lot to do with her promise that she made to Thomas? Yes. I agree. Yes. 
I mean, this is what, season two? Mm-hmm. Back at the villa? End of season yeah. one? Beginning of season two? Oh, guys. It was a while ago. Yeah, keep me, keep me on point, guys. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that she's. I not wholeheartedly agree that she's only doing it for Thomas no. because I do feel like Strand has grown on Madison. Um, and I feel like once you've been together with somebody through a zombie apocalypse from pretty much day one, you're kind of attached in a way that you, it's kind of like a bond you it can't break. It brings you together. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Plus, she's already lost so much. She doesn't want to lose anyone else. No matter who it is, you just want to keep as many people alive and together as you possibly can at this point. I'm so glad you said that yeah. because I think after losing Victor, I mean, oh my God, after losing Travis, Travis yeah. I think that she's a, that made her more attached to Strand yes. and her original core people mm-hmm. too so i think there's a lot of factors that factor into madison's thoughts on and how she treats victor but i'm i always love their relationship i love that they're like brother and sister but i just don't like how strand always manages to screw her over yeah any kind of way and i'm not saying that he's doing doing it like wholeheartedly and, and forcefully but it's like these little jabs that he makes at her like in the last episode when he's talking to cole and he shows him the truck and he's like why don't you and i go instead of him and madison you know it's just like little jabs like that i'm like why and i think it's not just him doing it specifically to target madison or anyone mm-hmm. it's also in that moment cole was there and it Cole benefits him in a way that Madison can't because Ooh. you know well not but just be like that, that. <laughs> but he liked you know what I mean and he was already there he had seen the truck it's okay come with That's me I don't true. have to tell Madison you know let's yeah. go off together you can we can save ourselves mm. <laughs> it's one of those things I think okay. he just does things in the moment because it's reflected on him and how he's going to survive i agree with you yeah. i think that's a very good perspective on on strand yeah he's um, something yeah <laughs> so we get to naomi naomi wants to leave again um and viv has a gun on her viv is a little tough lady uh yeah she was like i'm not letting you leave what's going on and then we find out a little bit more that naomi wants to go back to the other camp that she had and immediately I was like, okay, I'm excited because mm-hmm. I, I want to see where you're from. Because we know wherever she came from, really, she went through something there. Because yes. we saw her with John Dory and mm-hmm. she was a shell of her. She had been through something. Yeah. So I was like, where was she? Right. But we still kind of didn't find out how she got once again to join John's yeah. place, the cabin. Agreed. But I, once again, I don't think we're going to see all of that. I think they're they're expecting us to just fill in the spaces for, for ourselves. What I loved is that Strand and Madison are going with her. That I, I want to see because Madison somehow brings things out of people that, and she did it in this episode. We, she just has this way of bringing stories she gets out of people. people. To talk <laughs> is what it is. She should be a journalist <laughs> or a therapist <laughs> or, a th- or a therapist. Yeah. Um. So they're going on a road trip back to Naomi's place, which uh, was a FEMA shelter, an abandoned FEMA shelter. They find the Cottonwood Inn, and they have to work on the clearing cottonwood the Cottonwood Inn. <laughs> yes, the Cottonwood Inn. Um, don't forget, it is Texas. Yes. <laughs> and they have to work on clearing it out. And they find... The only reason I want to talk about this is because I, I just found it really interesting. They found the two walkers, and Madison points out that they were fighting and killed each other over a can of beans. And then Strand walks in with a whole bunch of food, and I was like, 
How did well, those two guys find that? Raid the vending, but maybe they really liked beans. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just so, I don't under, like, really, you had a vending machine full of snacks that are way better than a can of, I mean, that is nutritious. <laughs> maybe but they really like beans. <laughs> maybe someone that, that was like their favorite food. That has to be the best thing you've ever seen on this show. You ever said on this show. I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's what I'm here for. I mean, yeah, comic relief. Um, <laughs> what I loved about this also is that Madison tells Naomi a little bit about their backstory, about Los Angeles, about Mexico. And that's when we get a little bit more about Naomi's backstory and how not only was she in this abandoned FEMA shelter, but how she was actually going to leave Strand and Madison and go by herself. But then she was also going to leave the map. And then Strand doesn't take that very well, obviously. No, because of what he had just planned and didn't go through with it. (laughs) He's being so defensive because he's like, I had the same damn plan. So you think it's like the pot calling the kettle black? I know that's not a race thing, guys. It's just the only analogy that I can come up with. kind of, yeah. And he's mad because he thinks it's selfish of her, which it is. But he also knows deep down he had the same idea. And he's like, well... I'm extra mad because I didn't do it and she's doing it (laughs) and now I have to yell at her and I'm like, ugh. But do you also think it was because she came forward with it a lot faster than he did and now he might feel a little guilty because she's a little bit, she looks a little bit better and a little bit more honest to Madison. Yeah, because he doesn't say tell Madison about it until like things days to, later. Yeah, yeah, and it's only because of the events that unfolded with Laura. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, fascinating. So Naomi winds up leaving them anyway. To oh, get to the FEMA shelter. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Do you have Sorry, something? I just, um, Charmed Original said, remember Madison was a school counselor, Th- which I yes. always forget what that's their jobs right. were That's right, and Travis was, was the so principal. Yeah. Yes, I forgot so about that. So that's why she's great talking with people, you I mean, know? She gets them to express what's on their mind. Thank you. Yeah, see, this is why we love yes. you guys in the chat, because you always keep us on our toes. Um, so yeah, so Naomi gets to the FEMA shelter. Now, the walkers are locked in to the shelter. And initially, I was like, did the vultures already clear that place out? And they locked them in there? But wouldn't there be a marker there? I think it might have been Laura. You think she locked everybody in? Yeah. Slash Naomi. Sorry, guys. I'm going to keep calling her I know. Me too. I know. That's a good point. I'm thinking... I also have a lot of questions because when she tells the story to Alicia, Mm -hmm. she knows that her daughter, Rose, died on the first night. How do you know that? Was someone alive when you came back and they told you what happened? Because I don't... How would you know that that's when she died? Like, the first night you were gone three days? I honestly don't think that that anybody would have lasted that long. Because if she turned on the first night, just speculating, I think she Mm -hmm. was too, and she came back after three days, it doesn't take the body that long to turn. So. I don't think there would have been anybody so, left at that I point. I have questions. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it once we get there. But <laughs> yeah. I liked Madison and Strand's conversation after they find out that Naomi left and they're obviously going to go after her. And Strand wants to know, like, why? Why do you want to go after everybody? Why do you want to save everybody? He's once again asking Madison this question. Why do you have this need to save everybody? Well, A, she, once again, she was a guidance counselor, thank you, everybody in the chat, who keeps us on our toes and told us about that. But also she's got... She's got history with trying to save people because of Nick. Nick has put her through a lot, her and her family a lot. And I feel like that's just in her now to want to save people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if she thinks that she could save Nick, she can save everybody. And I think that's true. I mean, Nick was pretty far gone. But Strand says something. He says, when people are pressed, they always tell you who they are. Do you agree with that? Mm, To an extent. That's what I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, some people you can 
push it out of them. But mm-hmm. I think some are really great at yeah. lying and keeping things to themselves, and it's not going to be as easy. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, I mean, I just, just strand. Just and then once again, he says, you know, if he, if he had the opportunity, he would have just saved himself. He says that to Madison, and Madison's well. Luckily, I'm not you. <laughs> Loved that line, so good. <laughs> it's just it's the juxtaposition between these two characters. It's just it's phenomenal writing. I mean, I don't. I can see where like Strand could go, and I could see where Madison could go, but they both keep each other in the middle. I agree. It's like they balance each other out. Yeah, and they force each other to do things that the other wouldn't do. In good and bad ways. And this just goes to Madison doing what she does at the end of the episode, which we're going to talk about. So Naomi back at the the FEMA shelter, we see her in the baby's room and everything like that. She said that she had lost a child before. Did we think that that room was her baby's room? And the only reason I asked that is because we saw the, the, the picture on the wall and I thought it said Emily. Well, here's my issue. How she had to have been older than she couldn't have been that young because mm-hmm. if you like put her in a room and expected her to like fend for herself for three days and no one would hear her, or, yeah, so she had to have been old enough to be taking orders and whatnot. And it looked like that room maybe that's where they kept all the children, maybe, yeah, yeah, is that's what I'm thinking, like a nursery or something, yeah. But that's she also point. must have been significantly younger because like all the paintings that are you know, those yeah. were a huge trigger for her, yeah. And she also goes into this this case where mm-hmm. she sees all these medical supplies and the JIC, which at first I was like, Who's JIC? I thought it was a person, me too. And she is overwhelmed with grief, I guess you can call it, and makes a noise, and then all the walkers come. And she climbs up a scaffolding. Do we think that that was the smartest choice to climb up onto a scaffolding? Yeah, granted, that was probably her only, only thought. Choice. But how would you get down from there? You don't. But she was surrounded. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> she was just surrounded. But she also was surrounded because she put herself in that situation. And she couldn't kill any of these people. Mm-hmm. Which we find out it's because she feels guilty. And yes. she knew all these people. Yeah. So she physically couldn't like keep herself alive in there. And that's the reason she was surrounded. She could have at least like tried to fight her way out before it got so bad. But do you think that because she felt so guilty, she just wanted to die there? Yeah. Because even when Madison and Strand come to save her, like she, she doesn't was even want to leave. Jump before they came, I thought the same yeah. thing. I thought that she was going to jump as well. Yeah. I mean, I want to know what everybody in the chat thinks too. Um, do we think because of what Madison said to Strand in their previous conversation, is that what changes Strand's mind about helping her? Or is it that he sees something in her on the scaffolding and that she's like, "I'm gone. Like I just want to die." that's what changes his mind. I think it's a combination, but I think it's Madison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Madison being there and Madison always saving his life and they just had that conversation. Yeah. And she was like, lucky I'm not you, you know? Yeah. I think he was like, you know what? It's time I step up and I'm going to save her. I'm going to give her the chance that Madison keeps giving me. And this just brings me back to my point about Madison just pulling things out of Strand that normally wouldn't be pulled out. She just is a guider. Yeah. So (laughs) after we rescue Naomi... We find out a little bit more about Rose, her daughter, and how she got, you know, pneumonia. And she let now this is this is where this is what I want to talk about. She left her somewhere, like hid her away in a closet, in a closet, and then left her for three days. Now, if your daughter didn't have a cold or pneumonia, what did you think was going to happen to her if you hid her away for three days? Use the bathroom. I don't understand. Like, maybe she left her with food. I'm sure she's not stupid. She how left would her you with stuff. It? But also, how do you keep a kid quiet in a closet for three days? But also, on the age. how old was Rose? That's what I'm... That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. We how need to know how Rose? old she was. And if she turned as... If she turned, how did she get everybody else? She must have been able to walk. That's why I don't know if other people got pneumonia, too. 
I don't think that you no. can catch pneumonia from a, a baby. I, I might know. be I don't know. wrong. I'm not a doctor. I just feel like how did and how did this one little walker take over the whole entire? I mean, I, things go out of control. We see it happen all the time. Yes. It's just I feel like she must have been old enough to walk. I yeah. want to see what people in the chat think because. I mean, if she was just a baby, they would have just saw her turn and yeah. then they would have just killed her. That's why she had to have been like old enough to walk. She was obviously old enough to talk because she had said, don't open the door for anyone. Don't talk to any, you yeah. know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't it's, know yeah, either. Yeah, so many questions. Yeah, but that was some story though. Unless also, we still don't know for sure if no one was alive to tell her what happened. This also could just be Naomi assuming that mm-hmm. this is what happened and why everyone turned. Yeah. You know, something yeah. else could have happened. Maybe That's a true. horde came through or like a herd of walkers or maybe someone else came, maybe the vultures came through. We don't know. That's true. I mean, I'm sure it did go down the way she said. I think but so too. It's just, yeah, how does she know this? Uh, lots of questions. Yeah. Lots of questions. Um, but I did enjoy the backstory. I enjoyed the idea of a little walker child turning everybody. I thought that was kind of cool. So. I loved Ellen's kind of storyline, even though she was a very insignificant character in this, because Ellen seemed like a pretty hardcore person. Like, she yeah. had a JIC, which we learned is a just-in-case plan, and she had a whole truck piled of, like, stuff to she rebuild. And I wish we had known Ellen. <laughs> I Me mean, too. there's really nothing else to say about it. I agree. So, back at the stadium, um, Alicia, Nick, and Luciana want to gloat a little bit, because... I guess Madison told them over the walkie that they found this whole truck with supplies. And Mel says, pack up everything. And he also says, the really bad stuff, you never see it coming. Do we think that everything, I know it was very haunting. Do we think that everything that has happened after this wasn't even the vultures? It was somebody else? Maybe the bog? I didn't think about that. I mean. I think what I took from that is he's like, yeah, I'm telling you we're leaving. But we're going to be back. Yeah, yeah. Is what I took from it. Mm -hmm. And you won't know that we're coming back because you think we're leaving. But that's why. But it also, like, him telling her is, that's, like, foreshadowing it. And you could tell she was spooked. She got up there right away and she's looking out. Yeah. You could tell she was a little, plus she, you know, she does everything she does after. But, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's, I don't, I haven't even thought of that. I've just always assumed it was the vultures. Another thing with the whole killing people in the future and then going back yeah. to the past is we see Ennis again, Mel's brother. And he, one thing that I only want to point this out because he looked pretty pissed that they found yes. this truck and everything. And I'm thinking because Nick went after him so hard that I think there's going to be like a brotherly feud between Ennis and Mel. And Ennis is like, we have to go back and kill all of mm-hmm. them and take their supplies. And Mel's like, that's not how we roll. We're just vultures. We just. Like, wait people out and then go after their their stuff. We don't kill people to kill them and then... I like that. I think something... Yes, I do. And it also... Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. So, I love that Strand had a whole different outlook on Madison after this episode. Because once again, the relationship evolves pretty much after every episode. And he tells Cole it was Madison who pulled this win out. Do we agree with that? Do we think it was just Madison? Because I think it's unfair to give just Madison the credit. Yes, because Strand and, and Naomi helped, and yeah. they wouldn't even have been there without Naomi. No, it's definitely a group effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't give that just to Madison. I think she's always the kind of the lead and the person that brings everyone together. And but everyone like was a very significant moving part. Yeah. of that. Yeah. So the vultures leave. Obviously, it's not the last we see of them. What I loved was that in the the last scene we see in the previous storyline was that Alicia and Madison. Madison's conversation and Madison tells her to have a JIC. What did you think of this? Did we think that it was Strand who changed her mind? 
This is this is when um, I think what it was is it's part of that, but I think it was when he had said it's the things you don't see coming that do the most. So you think it was Mel who really that I think she was already thinking about it. It had been on her mind. But when he said that, I think she was like, "Mm, maybe we do need a just in case. What if they do come back? See, I disagree with you. I don't don't even think think, I don't even think that. No, I don't even think that it was on her mind previous to that. comment. And I honestly think that it was strand. It was strands um, comment that, like People coming are, forward yeah. of, of saying that he was the one who who talk, uh, took the truck because yes. even when he tries to talk to her about it, she won't she, talk to him. Right, you're right. Because she, I think, like deep heart, like inside, she's she feels guilty because it. of what she's about to tell Alicia to do, yeah. and that's why she didn't want to talk to him about it. Yeah, because she would have what scolded him or said, you know, you shouldn't have did that when you're about to do the same thing. So I think that's really what. Was that, going yeah, on there. I forget that she won't even look at him or we'll talk. We don't need to talk about it or whatever she yeah, had said when yeah. he came up to her. She's like, it's a win. Yeah. You are part of it. We don't need to talk about it. And then she goes and does the same uh, thing. Ugh, whatever. I don't think it's hypocritical. I think it's smart. I think that she should have a. I agree. And it. no one was saying that it was just their JIC. Right. That could have been the camp's JIC. You know, shove as many people as you can in there and leave or at least have one person take the car to start over. Right. Exactly. So let's get into the future storyline really quick, because now we see everything that happened in the beginning of the episode come to a head. So John and Dor- John and Morgan pull up. And they kind of blow Alicia, Luciana, and Strand's cover mm. because they think that they're part of the vultures. And then Morgan tells Alicia that he was the one who said, you know, I already told the other guy not to come. I literally wanted to jump through the television and strangle this guy. Yeah, Alicia wanted to murder <laughs> That's him. That's true. <laughs> she was like, ugh. <laughs> because then right after that, this motorcade pulls up and who is it? It's the vultures. And now they're armed. Guns because- blazing. Like what did the, what did what did Morgan think was going to happen? That's because Morgan always looks at the good in people. He doesn't realize that at, not everyone thinks like you do, Morgan. But like, didn't you think as soon as you said that? Did you really think they were going to go back and be like, "Let's not go there"? There's people waiting for us. When they have that many people and guns, they'd be like, "Let's go get whoever wants to kill us." And but this just furthers my point of like Ennis and, and Mel's kind of feud because I feel like Ennis is not well. Ennis is not around anymore and. That would have been how Ennis reacted. Right. But I think because Ennis is dead now, I like what you're saying, that it's changing. Yeah. And I love that moment between Mel and Alicia when Mel's like, I'm sorry about your brother. And Alicia was like, well, I'm not sorry about yours. Really? Because I forgot that Mel doesn't even know that his brother's dead yet. Now he does. (laughs) But then things just go haywire again because then we see another. First, we heard the voice. And you and I both looked at each other and we're like, that's Naomi's voice. Mm -hmm. We knew it. And then we see the Land Rover pull up. And then she comes out, and they recognize. There was this beautiful moment between John and Laura oh, slash so Naomi, and then freaking Alicia just goes and sh- shoots John. But I, I honestly, she, she obviously was aiming for Naomi. Yes, yeah. And yes. John dived in front. He kind of saw what was happening as he was running towards Naomi, and yeah. I, th- I honestly think that Naomi hasn't been with them since the beginning, though. I think that stuff started to turn at the stadium. And she did what she needed to do to survive. Yeah, that. And also, because people in the chat have been saying all kinds of stuff about this, that they think Madison might have, or Naomi might have killed Madison, Mm. and that's how she has the JSC. But I don't think that's it. I think she might have known what they were planning with the car and took it when things went haywire, so Madison and Alicia didn't have it, and maybe that was a trigger. But she had a lot of hate for her, so whatever she did... 
it was something, it's something bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to, I think I'm going to agree with the people in the chat. I think. You think she killed Madison? I think that Madison might be dead, you guys. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I don't. I, There's no way. I feel like these characters are great, but I feel like Madison's so central to the story. I know, but I, I don't know. We're going to talk about our news and predictions in a second, you guys, but I, I think it has something to do with this and we'll talk yeah. about it. Do we think that John is dead? It was hard. I was trying to pay attention to the previews, mm-hmm. but I forget that we keep flashing forward and backwards. But it looked like Naomi was nursing someone, and also during the fight scenes, they have pulled him to the other side, so he must still have at least a pulse, or there's some, or maybe she just wants to bury him. I no, know. I hope he's not dead, and I don't think that he is. Okay. No, I don't think that he. I don't think that he is. You guys in the chat, let us know. Um, thank you everybody for watching because we couldn't do the show without you guys. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you give us a five star rating. Tell your friends about us because I'm sure we have some new people in the chat. We love interacting yes, with you guys. You guys are so great. I love Charmed Original. Just said, I wonder if we just met the Whispers leader Alpha, aka Naomi, in the final minutes. Which, yeah, that could be too. We it just could be. We need to figure out when she joined them. I Yeah. Do we have any other shout outs? Any other oh, yeah, thoughts in the tons. chat? Yeah. Um, you guys, so many familiar faces. I feel like, Simon, you're always in here. Um, he's making predictions that Rose is between the ages of six and ten. Hmm. I like that. And that's, that's good, a good age, right? Yeah, that's a good age, right? Um, Charmed Original, I shout, shouted you out before. Who else? Sydney. Um, Sydney Taylor. Maurice Gamble. You guys are all great. Thank you so much. We love chatting with you. Yeah, once We're again, we could them all. We, Ace. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't do the show without you guys. We wouldn't want to do the show without you guys. No, because and we you love, guys keep we us love on it. Our, keep us in check too. Yep, that's we we love that too. Yeah. Um. So let's let's move on. Do you have any other last final thoughts about the episode? No, I no. I mean. I, just, I know. I hope so John's much. not dead. I need to I see hope. next week. Me too. Yes, and well. apparently next week is intense. But I want to get into our next segment, the kill segment, our favorite kill segment, because um, this is one of our favorites. I need to know who, and you guys in the chat, there's our amazing soundbite. Let us know in the chat who, who your favorite kill in the episode was. There wasn't that many. And I think I'm going to take it out of the box a little bit, but I want to hear your thoughts yeah. of who yours was first. So I, we don't know if he's dead yet. So I, it's... I might be jumping the gun here and he might not be dead, so it's not. But it for me, it would have to be John if okay. he is deceased. Yeah. Because it's just so po- beautifully and sadly poetic. <laughs> it's like Romeo and Juliet. They finally see each other again and he ends up taking a bullet that's yeah. meant for her in like the one minute that they finally are reunited. Yeah. He spends all this time searching for her, finds her just to get shot by Alicia. Yeah. Who he yeah. was getting to know also. Who he, he came there to save Alicia and tell her to stop. Fight. I just saw I know, I know. Tragic. It's so poetic. It's so tragic. I'm going to take mine a little bit out of the box. Even though we didn't see it, I think my favorite kill would have to be Rose. Oh, that's good. And just her whole storyline. I Once again, I just love the idea of this little little walker child turning this entire camp. Did you see how many people were in that camp? I know. So if she did it single-handedly, that's I mean... That's why... Uh, so she must have just cool. did one and then another one came. <laughs> or just, just spread like wildfire. Yeah. I don't know. What I don't know how it happened or why it happened, but I thought the whole storyline was cool. Let's get into some news and gossip really quick. Yes. I have a little bit of news and gossip. This that might kind of TV news. kind of allude to what everybody in the chat okay, is saying. So, um, Entertainment Weekly did an interview with Andrew Shambly, the showrunner, and they said, you know, what are you hoping to accomplish with Fear the Walking Dead, and and what how are the, how is the season going to unfold and is this going to wrap up in the mid-season after episode 8 and he said they're trying to tell a story throughout the entire 16 episodes so i don't think that yeah so i don't think that this is going to end at the mid-season finale i think this is going to obviously tie into next season, next after our break as well 
And I think that it's just alluding to the death of, of Madison because I feel like the only reason they don't want to show her is because she's gone. And the only reason they're showing her in the present, in the past, is because of, you know, she's trying I, to survive. They're just going to kill everyone off this season then? Yet? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I don't, don't want to believe that one, but you might be right. It, it, it's, it, <clears throat> I mean, it, it was... I don't know. Just based on what he's saying, yeah. it's just I I I, I, wanna, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but I feel like I feel like the people they, in the chat are right. They are kind of setting Alicia up to be Madison's care. I mean, Alicia was always really strong and independent mm-hmm. on her own yes. as a character, but doesn't it? I feel like she's oh, and even today with the binoculars. I was gonna bring that up. Oh no! Like going from Madison, Madison in the past to Alicia in the present. I got the goosebumps. That I could know. Be it. I don't want it to be though. So I know. I don't know. Not. That's really the only like news and gossip that I have. People in the chat, if you have some more, let us know uh, throughout the week. I want to move into predictions really quick because I have. I. I mean, you're after Buzz TV. We kind of alluded to some of our predictions. Yes. I think the biggest one that I have is that the vultures aren't truly the bad guys in this and that's just based off of what Mel said in this I think that their MO is to wait people out and then leave and I think that Ennis really had a problem with that because he saw everything that they had and it just proves my point when Madison said you've you know you've scavenged everything in a 50 mile radius you must be low on food too so why would Ennis and the group pass on this entire truck and just let it drive on by you know what I mean I agree so I think that Ennis has a lot to do with the fall of the stadium and probably the division of the vultures I'd and, agree. and everything like I that. I like that prediction. Any other predictions that you I, have? Yeah, so I'm actually, I l- was reading through, you guys have been giving us predictions all night, but Jason just said about um, hoping that John's not dead because I really don't want him to be. Me neither. And he, his prediction is that he um, perhaps had that Scrabble piece in his jacket because he <gasps> got tin. shot right there. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. So I love you, Jason. I love that, that is too. such a great prediction. That's so a great I'm prediction. gonna yeah, that one just needed to be read. That's I, I like that a lot. That's amazing. I also think that Naomi is going to help Alicia's group if this all goes the wrong way. I okay. think that she would pick the the group the her original group over the vultures. Oh yes. Oh, and then you guys were saying it in the beginning, a lot of you think that Charlie might be Oh, um, Rose. Rose, or her daughter. So th- that would mean, which a few of you have said, that you think that Naomi lied about the whole story. Mm. Which, But when she showed up at John Dory's, she didn't have Charlie with her, or Rose with her. So, And she even told John she lost the daughter. Right. So I, I don't know. Unless... Char- she found out later that Charlie was still right. Maybe alive. yeah. Maybe yeah. she didn't even no. No, maybe she when she told John that she lost a child. Maybe that's what she believed because that's what she knew was the truth. That's why all of your predictions are great. I, I know. Just, I need I, to see more. It's, I, it's crazy. Like she said, we need to see more. So throughout the week, you guys let us know. Unfortunately, we will not be back next week because Memorial Day weekend. Um, they're obviously going to be taking a break, so we're not going to be um on a new episode of Fear the Walking Dead next week. But we will see you guys the week. After the third, that, right? the, third, the third, yes. And then there's only two episodes left, so it'll be the third and then the tenth. So, yeah, that's 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 our recap of this I episode, you guys. Just in case, season four, episode six. Krista, if they want to interact with you, where can yes. they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Krista Flungy. And I am Timothy Michael. You can reach me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. Thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. Yes. And we will see you in two weeks, guys. Two weeks. Bye. Bye.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.